Did you know, I'm betting probably not, but did you know that we are going through our third global helium shortage in slightly more than a decade? And you'd probably also be surprised to know that there are only five major global suppliers of helium. And even more surprising than that, that helium is used in a lot more than just a party balloons. Now, to explain just how significant the shortage is or could be, joined now by Phil Kornbluth. He is with Kornbluth Helium Consulting and joins us on the phone here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Phil, good afternoon, and uh, thanks for your time. Hey, how are you? Uh, thank you. Okay, I'm well, thank you. Uh, just first off, uh, maybe you can educate us all. When it comes to uh, the product of helium, uh, it's just not, as I mentioned, for kids' party balloons, right? It uh, is used in just so many uh, really commonplace or everyday products. Uh, that's true. Uh, the uh, the largest uh, single application for helium is uh, liquid helium is used as refrigerant refrigerant for MRI machines. So that's uh, not well known, and uh, it's also used for things like manufacturing uh, semiconductor chips, uh, optical fiber. Uh, it's used in leak detection. It's used in gas chromatography. Uh, a whole bunch of different uh, applications besides party balloons. Mm -hmm. And did I read as well uh, our smartphones, that uh, the manufacturing of our smartphones, uh, helium plays a role? Uh, Well, it's used in the manufacturing of the uh, displays. Right, okay. And, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's a lot more than just party balloons or making making our voice go a little high and fast for a little while. Uh, having said that, uh, just as surprising as maybe that information is to folks is the fact that, uh, as I mentioned, there's only like a few major kind of players or suppliers uh, around the world of helium. Uh, yeah, there's there's five uh, large industrial gas companies that uh, uh, dominate the the world's helium business. Uh, uh, the companies, uh, the big companies, are Air Products, Air Liquide, uh, Lindy. Uh, Messer, which is a German company, and Taiyo Nippon Sanso, which is a Japanese company. Uh, there are many uh, smaller companies, though, that they sell helium to. And then there's, you know, all kinds of uh, local distributors and party stores and gas and welding distributors, etc. But, yeah, it all starts uh, pretty much with those five big companies. Yeah, and why is it that it's such a, an exclusive club when it comes to uh, helium? Well, there's not many sources in the world. Uh, that's the, the single biggest reason. There's only 14 uh, liquid helium plants uh, in the entire world. And uh, the, uh, so it's, it's hard to come by. Uh, it's uh, usually to, uh, when you secure a new source, you have to make a pretty large financial commitment. Oftentimes, uh, uh, helium is sold by the producers under contracts that can be 20-year agreements that uh, cover, you know, very large financial commitments. So you need to be a big company uh, to play in that game. But also there's large investments in infrastructure and the um, cryogenic containers that are used to ship helium around the world. So, it, you know, at the sourcing level, uh, it, it is a game for big companies. Okay, so it's uh, tough to source. Just a few players, as we mentioned, it uh, plays a role in uh, everyday products uh, in our lives, whether we know it or not. And here we are facing yet another helium shortage. Uh, what's the cause? What's the reason behind the shortage? Well, the single biggest cause is uh, the decline of existing sources. Uh, you know, helium is uh, produced pr- uh, primarily as a byproduct of natural gas processing or LNG production. 
which is another form of natural gas processing, really. Uh, and uh, as natural gas uh, uh, fields decline, if the you know if the helium the gas fields that uh, pr- the helium is produced from decline, uh, you get less helium production. And uh, in particular, uh, the U.S. government has had a large stockpile of uh, crude helium uh, near Amarillo, Texas, which has uh, uh, been uh, about 90% depleted. And uh, as the uh, strategic reserve depletes, the, the government's ability to deliver helium from the reserve to uh, four liquid helium plants that rely on the reserve for uh, feed gas uh, has also declined. So the, the, uh, the plants that are connected to the BLM system, Bureau of Land Management system, uh, they've lost a lot of capacity. So, you know, when you're losing capacity, existing sources, uh, you've had some demand growth uh, recently uh, from China and the aerospace industry and the electronics industry, uh, and you had a, you've had um, a delay of new supply coming into the market. Uh, you know, those factors coming together have resulted in the shortage. But it, it's more about, uh, you know, lost production or constraints on production than it is about runaway demand growth. All right. And having said all of that, what does that mean for the everyday consumer? Should they be, be concerned? And uh, what does this all add up to uh, for, for the everyday person? Well, for the everyday person, uh, you know, other than uh, perhaps not being able to get party balloons for uh, <laughs> your kid's birthday party, it probably doesn't mean that much. Uh, but, you know, there's uh, folks who rely on helium in their manufacturing processes you know, if you run out of helium at a, at a wafer fab, you might have to shut the fab down. If you run out of helium at an optical fiber manufacturing facility, you might have to shut the facility down. So, uh, you know, it can be a big deal uh, for a manufacturer who relies on helium. And then, you know, we have the, uh, uh, the, the MRI machines that, you know, require helium to, uh, to operate. And if, if they... Um, are unable to replenish their their helium as it boils off, uh, they could have a, a what's called a quench, and they they could be uh, out of operation for a while as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's more uh, I would say behind the scenes concern for uh, people than uh, you know out in the public eye. And and I think when you hear about the shortage, it's usually uh, folks who uh, own and operate party stores who are the most vocally, uh, you know, complaining about the lack of helium. Right. So this isn't going to be something, as I'll equate it to the uh, oil and gas industry, Uh, you know, when uh, oil uh, supplies go down, prices uh, go up. Uh, We see that, uh, you know, at the grocery store because it costs more to transport goods. When we go to the gas station, uh, gas is uh, more expensive. It's more expensive to fill up our tank. Uh, We're not at the point when it comes to helium and everyday products. uh, We're going to feel that pinch due to this, uh, again, third global shortage in just more than a decade? Uh, well, probably the only place a consumer would feel the pinch would be uh, going into a party store and having to pay more for balloons or uh, not being able to get the balloons at all. Uh, that's probably the most visible to consumers. Uh, so really, again, it's, it's uh, a component of lots of things. Some of them are high-tech things uh, like uh, semiconductor chips or optical fiber, but but uh, in those uh, industries, helium still makes up a uh, 
relatively small percentage of the total cost of manufacturing. All right. We will uh, leave it there. Phil, I really appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Uh, thanks so much. And, and I'm glad that the only concern right now is basically three-year-old birthday parties. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. Phil Kornbluth is a uh, helium industry consultant with Kornbluth Helium Consulting.